and episode 27 is live with Matt Judy. He is from the Pacific Northwest out in Western Washington, and we dig into what it's like to hunt all the widgeon that they do out there. Their geese. He digs into a little bit about how he is going to try his first sea duck hunt and kind of just gonna see what it's like experiment a little bit but then we also just talk about the massive widgeon shoots that they have out there and what what their key to success is on how do you know throw a spread for widgeons and compared to mallard ducks and it's just really neat to hear about their kind of experiences hunting small big flooded grass fields instead of corn like we're used to in minnesota so hope you guys enjoy this one And we are live with episode 27 of Living the Guide Life today. And we have Matt Judy on from Western Washington. And he is a big waterfowl hunter out there. Does a lot of widgeon shooting. And so if you want to learn on how to shoot some widgeon like that, this is the podcast for you. And they do it all over in Washington, the Pacific Northwest. So this one will be a good one for those guys that are looking to go out to Washington one day maybe and hunt them and Matt how we doing today doing good man thanks for having me on yeah thanks for coming no problem so you're out scouting around right now yeah I'm actually out it's just before sundown I'm out scouting trying to find something for me and the boys tomorrow (laughs) oh yeah I hear ya seeing anything good uh, the weather's pretty stale. Uh, it's not looking too promising right now. Okay. Uh, looking like no wind and a little bit sunny tomorrow, and that means that usually means really bad duck hunts for us. Okay. <laughs> yeah. What's the weather been like for you guys this year? Because I feel like everywhere else, everyone's just not had great weather. Um, it's been compared to last year it's been a little bit warmer and a lot and a lot wetter we've get, been getting a lot more rain okay. uh this year but there's a fine line for us like if we get too much rain it'll flood all our fields out yeah and there'll be water sweet water sitting in every single field and the ducks have like literally unlimited places to go so you start losing your feeds and your big concentrations of ducks and you'll see like 50 here 50 there 100 here okay so it gets to be kind of a pain yeah oh i can imagine and like yeah do you guys get any snow out there barely like maybe three times a year (laughs) for like a week it snowed once but it only stuck around for like three days and the hunting wasn't very good during it okay i got you because yeah i was looking at some of your waterfall shoots and i feel like you're hunting in the rain a lot dude <laughs> that is what that that's northwest washington for you right there hunting in downpours it's always wet my trailer is just like stays like musty dude like you can never my decoys are wet layouts always wet yeah it's uh, just gnarly oh I but guess. in the rain we have our best duck hunts in the rain too so we just kind of kind of deal with it yeah oh i can imagine yeah because over here we don't get barely any rain in the um fall so it doesn't usually affect us but looking at you guys i feel like it's a lot <laughs> yeah yeah when it starts raining it makes our ducks go out and feed and 
yeah it's just always better yeah yeah oh, i can imagine how is it like on the sunny days it's not too good for you guys no because i mean usually on our you can find little water holes um that'll be packed with ducks but on our sunny days a lot of times they'll just loaf on water all day long and yeah. i don't hunt water very often i hunt like fields like 95 percent of the time so for me anyways sunny days are just kind of ass yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah i can imagine and are you guys yeah. it looks like you're getting some mallards out there too yeah, we get a bunch of mallards. We get all kinds of ducks, a uh, bunch of mallards, a bunch of pintails, and a shitload of widgeon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So what's – I've always wondered this. What's the deal with, like, what's the difference between a stormed-up widgeon and, like, what makes that happen? You know, um, I'm actually not too sure. <laughs> it's something to do with – I don't know. I read a – there's, like, a dedicated Facebook group to storm widgeon that i popped on one time and i was reading all about them i totally forgot what i read about them yeah <laughs> but i mean for anyone out there that's listening like a storm widgeon is just like when the gray the gray on the widgeon is just a pure white patch and that's like my bucket list bird right now i've shot the euros and now i'm after a, just a pure storm widgeon we've shot a lot of like half storms three quarters but never just a pure one yet yeah and so will the pure ones just be all white It'll just be... Yeah, it'll be just straight up white without any, like, pepper, like, you know, how they get that, those, like, black, black spots on yeah. them. That's just pure white, dude. They're freaking sweet. That's awesome. And have you shot a Euro Widgeon yourself? Yeah, shot one myself and been a part of multiple hunts where we've shot a few. We've never shot two in the same hunt, but we usually get at least one or two a year yeah but That's- lots of guys lots of guys this year are shooting like a ton of euros this year really? like there's there's more being shot this year than i've really ever seen like around you guys oh yeah like within like 10 square miles of where we hunt oh wow Just a, lot of, a lot of guys are shooting them this year yeah that's sweet that that's definitely a buckless bird for sure yeah dude prize prize of the pnw right there (laughs) yeah i mean they're so pretty like the red and oh they're awesome yeah they're they're awesome i was just looking at one i was like driving by the local golf course like a couple days ago and there was a euro sitting like 10 yards off the road so i just quick whipped my truck around and popped my camera out and started taking pics and bits of that thing and let me walk like 10 feet away from it (laughs) dude those golf course birds they they just love to have it yeah and there's like a couple thousand widgets sitting on our golf course too Have you guys ever been able to hunt a golf course out there? No. I don't think they let anyone do that, but it would be pretty wild if they did. Yeah. Okay. Because that's a... We're able to hunt a couple of golf courses out here in Minnesota, and it gets pretty rowdy if you can get on one. All right. Do you guys do that out there? Oh, yeah. It's a big thing out here to hunt Dang. golf courses. <laughs> That'd be pretty sick. Mainly for like the geese, if the geese are a big problem, and then they'll just let guys go out there and just shoot the absolute piss out of the geese. <laughs> like, and they they're just so dumb on the golf course because they don't think anything of it. And then one day, 
somebody's got a spread out there and they just get smashed up. Yeah, I bet. That's wild. Yeah. But yeah, dude. So how did you get into waterfowl hunting and all this kind of good stuff? Um, well, when I was, I think I got my hunter safety when I was 10 or 11 years old in uh, sixth grade. And my dad would take me out jump shooting like that's all we ever did when i first started hunting with my dad would just go jump shoot like the lagoons behind the dairies and all the creeks and stuff and i mean that's just how i started hunting my dad yeah Um, and then i i am self-taught i didn't have any mentors or anything really on waterfowl hunting i taught myself how to do it you know once i got my license like me and my dad we never really we set up in the fields a few times but we never really decoyed anything and then I got my license and I was able to start scouting and start driving around and stuff and start getting on permission. So I'm, I basically just taught myself how to do it. And, yeah. you know, ever since I shot that first duck, I've just literally been hooked on it. Just kind of like everyone else who's super into the waterfowl thing. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I hear you, dude. Yeah, I just got to get into it, figure out a way. Yeah. Yeah. So I did that and then hunt for a while went off to college didn't really hunt in college too much and then moved back home and then just started going full on at it just you know that's what i wanted to do 24 yeah. 7 <laughs> yeah oh i hear you did you go to college around uh washington yeah i went to washington state university it was about seven hours away from my hometown right right on the idaho border okay i got you that's pretty cool then yeah yeah so and then you're into photography as well yep so then yeah i moved home from college started hunting and then i was hunting a couple of my buddies had cameras and i didn't have one yet and you know i was kind of looking for something else to do while we were out hunting you know it was kind of just the same old same old thing every time yeah and then i went and picked up just the most basic camera you could get off craigslist it was like a nikon d3400 or something like that and just started snapping pics and i mean the first picture probably my first year that i started using it they were probably all trash but you know i thought they were cool yeah Yeah, so I'm big into that now, and I'm like when I'm hunting now, I'll shoot a little bit for, but for the most part, I'm just calling shots and running my camera the whole time and taking pics and yeah, I love that now. How do you deal with the camera in the rain out in Washington? (laughs) I don't even bring it out, dude. If it's downpouring. That thing stays in the case. I don't even risk it. That's when I'll just, like, do, like, an Instagram story or something like that on my phone, you know? Yeah. Oh, I hear you. Yeah, because I I brought my camera out a few times in the snow, and it can get pretty beat up if you're... uh, Yeah, dude, it gets... When it starts, like, big old rain squall comes through, dude, it gets a little bit sketchy. (laughs) Yeah. Camera-wise. And are you guys just hunting all grass fields out there? Yeah, um, for our wood, you know, I mean, this time of year, you'll see ducks mostly in just grass fields with uh, sheet water on them. Huh. Um, earlier in the season, you'll see we have a lot of uh, cut silage cornfields. You'll see them in there yeah. uh, more like October through uh, 
beginning of December, and then after that, you really won't see the ducks in our silage cornfields anymore, and they'll just switch to, you know, sitting on water in the grass fields, and they just turn in to start, they just start eating grass like crazy, and especially widgeon. I mean, their main diet is grass, so that's where you always see them. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I didn't know that. That's pretty neat then. Yeah, yeah it's pretty crazy yeah it's a way different type of hunting because we we just hunt like all cornfields and bean fields out here i mean every once in a while i'll go on like an alfalfa field but yeah yeah it's totally different dude like the pnws i haven't hunted too many different places but you know like seeing people on instagram and stuff it's like totally different than anywhere else yeah no kidding and i mean you guys yeah, just it's a way different scenario with all that rain, and I just couldn't imagine hunting in rain every day. That'd be rowdy. Be yeah. wet every day. <laughs> <laughs> wet and muddy, dude. Oh gosh, mud's ridiculous. I'm washing my gear literally every single night. It's gets to be kind of a pain in the ass. Oh yeah. Can you drive like your trailer and stuff in fields, or is it just super? No, up? like. It's, you'd get stuck in two seconds. Like, we we pull our trucks up, and then we're always hiking in, but usually our walks aren't, like, too bad. Like okay. Maybe 100, 100 to 200 yards. That's not terrible. No, that's... We're, a- we're, all just, we're, we're all just used to it now. Yeah, just part of the game. And you guys are running quite a bit of the widgeons from dive bombs. How do you like those? Yeah, we just started running those this year. Well, they just released them this year. Mm-hmm. We've been using them a lot, and man, I, I love those widgeon silos. They're really dark, so they stand out like crazy. Yeah, and they over-exaggerated the colors on them a little bit. And we like we'll run green green layouts right on the sheet water in the edge of the grass fields, and just surround ourselves by those silos and trickle them into the water. And it's like game over, dude. They decoy so good into them. Really? Yeah, that's sweet. Do you guys so ever? I'll keep on. No, I'll go for it. I was going to say, do you guys ever mix, like, goose decoys in there as well, or is it just all duck decoys? Yeah, for the most part, I hunt over mainly a a goose spread. Um, Like, the bulk of my spread will be um, the dive bomb goose, goose silos. And, I mean, the widgeon decoy perfectly into that, too. I hunt ducks basically over a goose spread but if, if, we, if when the ducks start getting a little bit smarter this time of year we'll switch to an all duck spread just to switch it up like okay. and it works really good like just a couple days ago we had the dive bomb guys up hunting with us for three days and on the last day we ran like 35 dozen uh duck silos yeah with an edge hide and i mean it was just lights out we were decoying at like 15 yards all morning long <laughs> yeah i was watching that you guys had some big wads rolling in oh yeah dude that that hunt that was like your perfect widgeon hunt like we had the, the big wad came like that's usually how a widgeon hunt will go you'll set up and that first light you'll just get an absolutely giant wad of them like sometimes like one two thousand in one group <laughs> and then after, after that you'll get like 50s and 30s and 10s and smaller flocks after that but yeah that was like a pretty typical widgeon hunt for up here that's crazy <laughs> thousand widgeon coming in that'd be insane yeah we've decoyed flocks of a thousand like multiple times and it's 
it never gets old to me, dude. I love it every <laughs> single time. It gets me, it gets me giggling every single time. Oh, I can imagine. I couldn't see how it wouldn't. Like, that's sweet, dude. And then your video. I loved your video of the calling. That literally sounds like a refuge. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it was Kyle Jones. He had his GoPro rolling in the spread, and they had left town and. He sent me that video and he was like, man, you got to listen to this. And I was like, holy shit. I think we had like, I think it was anywhere from four to six guys calling throughout that video. And everyone was just following the leader or something. Like everyone would feed and one guy would burst off into a quack sequence and someone would follow. Dude, I mean, it's awesome. (laughs) And Kyle and Forrest are just unbelievable callers aren't they oh they're insane dude like i didn't even want to touch my goose call on those guys like, they're they're top notch at it and having having two callers like that in our group which we already have pretty good callers too just adding two guys like that it was just nuts yeah oh i can imagine have you ever done any contest calling or anything like that no i haven't at all yeah yeah, that's pretty... Not really into it. Yeah, I feel like it's for uh, different people, I guess. I've never tried it yeah, at all either. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. It's cool for the guys that do it, but just not my thing. Yeah, oh, I hear you. Yeah, dude, that's that's sweet. Um, but yeah, so what's it like? Uh, do you guys hunt like a lot of small creeks and stuff like that? Uh, not too often. Uh, most of the time we're hunting I mean our fields are pretty small yeah compared to other places like we'll hunt like 10 to 50 acre fields okay and like when I was in Texas they like couldn't believe that we hunted such small fields because their fields out there are just like endless (laughs) but yeah most of the time we're hunting just corn fields or grass fields but they're, they're really small yeah yeah how was going down to Texas? Man, that was wild. I've, I've never really traveled to hunt like that, and I've always dreamed of hunting Texas lessers down there. And traveled down there with the dive bomb guys for six days, and we hunted with uh, three different outfitters, two days each, and uh, it was pretty crazy. I've never seen so many lessers in my life down there, dude. Yeah, it's that's a whole different game yeah. down there. Yeah, it totally is. And I got to hunt sand hills for the first time ever. Nice. Hunting those was unbelievable, too. Like, I've never done anything like that. So it was just blowing my mind the entire time. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. What was the weather like down there when you guys went down? Oh, man. Amarillo, when we showed up, the second day we were in Amarillo, Cadillac Creek, we had a, like, blizzard come through. And it was like... 20 degrees blowing like 50 and snowed like four or five inches while we were out in the field Jeez. and it was it was definitely that day was definitely not what i expected like texas weather to be yeah but they say they, they said they get oh, an occasional snowstorm to rip through like that and the hunt was pretty good the first day was our best day with cadillac and yeah that was really cool and then and then we went down to uh, Lubbock for four days, and that was more like Texas weather. But it was like 20 degrees in the morning, and then it'd warm up to like 50 in the afternoon, so that was kind of weird. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, I'm running down there 
I think the second weekend of February with Toby and all those guys. Go home with oh, them really? for a few days, yeah. Dude, that's gonna be sweet. Those guys are awesome. Yeah, it was it was a blast because I had him on earlier this year, and then he's like, "Yeah, come on down." And I'm like, "Dude, I gotta gotta take the opportunity when I can because that'd be crazy." Dude, hell yeah, hunting with those guys is they're they're top notch. I love hunting with Cadillac. <laughs> yeah, they're a bunch of funny dudes too because I talked to Jake and then I talked to Toby as well, and just a bunch of goons. <laughs> yeah, they are, dude. <laughs> They like to have fun. Oh yeah, but no, it'll be uh, it'll be exciting. I'm I'm pumped for that trip. Yeah, you should. And they they kill a shitload of birds too. So oh my god, yeah. You should. They should take care of you. It'd be sweet. Yeah. Do you guys hunt a lot of geese up in Washington? Um. Yeah. We usually this year I haven't like had any good goose hunts at all, but most of the time I'll have like November we'll just be shooting lessers like almost all all November. But this oh, year, wow. I mean, there'd be geese in a field I could hunt one day. They weren't patterning at all. Like the next day, like usually you could leave it for a couple of days, let it get a little bit bigger, and I mean, you'd find them in one field and they'd be gone the next day so it wasn't even worth setting up on them yeah we get a bunch of lessers we get a quite a bit of cacklers too and they'll mix together okay hunting cacklers is pretty fun when they do it up they're kind of a pain in the ass to hunt but i mean when you get a big cackler spin it's it gets your adrenaline going oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah i've heard they've been they're pretty hard to like hunt compared to like big geese oh yeah totally like big geese are a walk in the park compared to hunting <laughs> like tiny the cacklers man they're so small and there's so many of them it's you got a lot of eyes on your spread and you got to have shit like dialed yeah to to hunt those things do you guys run layouts when you do that or do you lay in the spread um no one really lays in the spread up here. Okay. I've tried it a few times and it worked, but it just doesn't feel right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, most of the time we'll hunt them like we'll hunt on the edge out of a panel blind or okay. or if it's a, lo- a longer grass field, we'll go out in the middle and kind of hunt off of the spread a little bit. Yeah. But never really like hunting out of the spread like they do it in Texas and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. As as I worked for you guys, kind of getting out of the spread and kind of moving moving out towards because i feel like even for us this year just getting out of the spread has worked a lot better than like throwing layouts in the middle of it yeah yeah we've been hunting well we were getting away with it for a while we're hunting out of the spread with layouts with tall socks and it was kind of a janky looking hide but it was working yeah up until like these last two weeks we've been getting burned doing it so we started getting out of the spread and sitting like 20 yards off of it that's been working to our advantage yeah just kind of got to adapt with the birds as they get smarter yeah no kidding you guys hunt a lot of snows in the fall out there like do you guys get snows yeah we get quite a few of them a little farther south like 40 minutes south of me yeah um they get a ton of snow geese that winter here so there's a lot of guys that chase snows down there oh wow they Um, winter up there yeah and uh yeah it can be some pretty incredible snow hunting but 
those things get pretty dang smart too and you gotta throw out some like monster spreads to get them and it's just uh it ain't my thing anymore yeah <laughs> i hear you i was cracking up when you made the um dive bomb giveaway jumbo snow how long did it take you to make that <laughs> oh dude that was like it didn't take that long we were just like on a whim and we saw like no one had really submitted any videos yet so me and my buddy cody choker just kind of like threw this idea together and went and filmed it in an afternoon and i had it i had that video like edited that night and we dropped it i mean pe- people freaking love that video <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was pretty fun making it oh yeah because i was i was watching that i was like what a bunch of goons that's awesome like yeah dude just a bunch of dudes just fucking around like trying to just throw this video together yeah that was super fun and that was like right after the season ended too so we had nothing to do yeah oh that's awesome just fucking around yeah. making the jumbo snow like yeah, yeah. big old jumbo snow out of a white d-max <laughs> <laughs> oh that's awesome yeah but yeah you've been uh you've been hunting with the dive bomb guys a lot how is that dude it's great those guys became like my really good friends like just personally knowing them and stuff and they're awesome they're top-notch guys and yeah they uh they yeah they're just really good like asher he's he's freaking sweet and kate and nick they're both awesome they're just my good friends now and i stay in contact with them quite a bit they come up here and hunt and i just got to meet kyle and forrest this last weekend yeah and it was nice meeting those guys too because i hadn't been able to meet them yet i've been rolling with dive bomb for a while so i got to make that connection with them and they got to come see what the what the widgeon show is like up here (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah that's awesome dude because i mean yeah their their stuff is so so top notch oh yeah dude they have they have they're just pretty much running the game right now and they're hitting it they're hitting it with every stride and yeah yeah they're they're uh they've got some good stuff coming too and yeah i love i love working with them yeah yeah because i had cody on a couple episodes ago and what a great dude talk about yeah Um, yeah just super fun to talk to definitely yeah i haven't met him yet um i was supposed to go to montana with him this week but ended up not going i wasn't able to go and he was going to be there i think he was going to be there so i was pretty stoked to meet him but it didn't work out yeah they're out somewhere in montana right now just smashing big honkers yeah i saw that they're tearing it up but yeah no that's that's pretty sweet have you always ran dive bombs or have you run like full bodies or what was your deal until then um i've ran full bodies and like homemade silhouettes up until like i think four years ago now is when i switched to the dive bombs thing okay um but yeah i used to run a bunch of full bodies and i've had like 20 dozen homemade goose silos out of like plywood and galvanized steaks <laughs> that I made awesome. just because I wanted more numbers and I didn't really have the money to pay for them at the time so I just made my own and we killed a shit ton of geese over them yeah that's that's awesome I love that yeah but yeah I like the 
I'm loving running. I've been loving running silos, dude. Like for us, like we don't get to drive in the fields and we got to yeah. pack out all the time. And I like I like running bigger spreads of them. And we're usually hunting, I think, minimum like 30 or 40 dozen every time we throw, throw out a spread, unless it's like we're hunting like a little pocket of big honkers. But yeah, yeah, man, I freaking love them. That's sweet, dude. Cause yeah. Uh- I mean, walking full bodies in, that would suck. Like, Yeah, we used to do it all the time. There's, there's a lot of guys who still do it in our area. And, you know, they still smash birds, too. So, I mean, nothing against them. But yeah. it's just uh, not my really my thing anymore. Yeah. It's just a lot of work to run, yeah, to run those yeah, out there. <laughs> one one uh, six pack of full bodies is, you know, five dozen silos in the bag, and you can have each guy carry ten dozen, so yeah, it's just, it works out a lot easier for us, and set up and take down times is so fast, it's crazy. Oh, yeah, because, I mean, you can grab silos like nothing, and you can only grab so many full bodies in each hand. Yeah, exactly. Shit, we threw out the first day a dive bomb came last weekend. I think we threw out a little over a hundred dozen. Oh wow! And uh, I think we did that in like thirty or forty minutes or something. It went like super <laughs> fast, but we also had fifteen guys, so yeah. it goes crazy fast when you have that many dudes setting decoys. Oh, exactly. Do you like to hunt in bigger groups or? What's your yeah, I do. Like, we're just in those last recent years. You know, we have such a good friend group that just like loves to hunt. Yeah. And uh, we're minimum like eight, I think, almost every single hunt Friday through Sunday. So. Oh wow. Yeah, I mean, and just doing it so often, it just be kind of became normal to me. Like running eight, anywhere from eight to ten to twelve guys. It uh. It does, a lot of people think it's like you know a huge group but when you do it so often it just kind of becomes the norm so yeah like we hunted four guys the other day and it, it felt freaking tiny <laughs> <laughs> yeah i like hunting bigger groups i like having all my friends out and yeah i don't like leaving anyone out so we just make it work and try to try to find bigger feeds where we can get it done and for the most part we've been pretty successful at it this year yeah and you were talking about the socks a little bit. How do you like the socks? Because I, I've been kind of iffy on if I should buy some or. How do you like them? Yeah, it depends on what you're hunting. But I love like the the 36 inch steak tall socks, the tall Canada socks that they have. I use those. I've been using those almost every single hunt. Like when we're trying to hide layouts and stuff and i think we might switch to ghost blinds next year but okay and the they get a ton of movement and a little bit of wind and the only bad thing oh not really bad but it just comes with our areas that they just stay wet all yeah. the time <laughs> <laughs> yeah like, i can yeah, imagine. go away wet and you pull them out wet so but if you have a good wind, it dries them out like pretty much before first light. It oh. usually works out good. Yeah, yeah, I hear you. Cause yeah, that'd be with all that rain. I can imagine your decoys are just always soaked. Oh yeah, they totally are. <laughs> <laughs> and what's your uh, what's your favorite like gear to wear when it's this wet? Like, 
what have you found that works for you? Sitka. Yeah. Sitka bibs and the Sitka Delta wading jacket, I think, is the most waterproof one. I mean, you'll be sitting in a torrential downpour and it will keep you dry. Yeah. So, like, that's kind of what me and all my friends wear is like what keeps us the driest and it's definitely the sick gear and it's lightweight so it's not like soaking in all this water and making it all heavy as hell yeah yeah because i've been uh i just picked up the hudson bibs this year and i love them to death like, yeah dude they're freaking sweet you can wear them they're so comfy and they're yeah. so lightweight dude they're awesome and i don't have their waders but everyone says that the sick of waders too are like wearing the bibs like you can't even feel them on you really yeah <laughs> damn yeah that's they're expensive though that's that's the only thing yeah they definitely are that's why i don't have a pair of them yet <laughs> <laughs> but we don't have that much water so i use waders like maybe two or three times a year okay, so yeah i'm just all bibs yeah exactly yeah i mean you can wear those hudson bibs from for me at least we'll wear them from early season all the way till when it's negative 15 out and you'll oh, yeah, be fine dude, you just layer underneath them a little bit and you're freaking good to go yeah i mean they're uh they're a game changer for sure. Like, yeah, 100%. yeah, they're a lot of they're a lot of fun. Do you guys run any dogs out there when you're hunting? Um, I don't have one personally, but my buddy Cody has one. Okay, uh, his name's Cash, and uh, he runs it every now and then. Like, if our hide, if our it depends if our hides right. Like, if we're hiding underneath the tall socks, he blends in pretty good. Yeah, so he'll bring them out. But like, if we're in a straight up grass field just layouts and green grass we, we won't bring him or unless he has a dog blind and stuff but every yeah occasionally we hunt with them and without them yeah do you like hunting with a dog when you can uh me personally i like i like going and grabbing birds myself honestly yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that's that's probably because i didn't grow up with dogs like my family wasn't really a dog family so okay that's just kind of me but like it's fun it's fun watching them work too like when they do their thing it's pretty awesome and i mean watching like down in texas like jake's jake's dogs man yeah he had a dog named ambush and it was probably the biggest lab i've ever seen and that thing was a fucking tank (laughs) yeah yeah i i remember talking to him and like the way they train dogs down there is unbelievable like yeah the amount of like pressure well like not saying pressure but like the high pressure systems that they're in like scenarios with all those birds yeah. coming down and how you have to get your dog ready for that because your dog could just freak out if it just <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if it's never seen that many birds come down at once exactly like <laughs> yeah no that'd be that'd be pretty sweet i feel like if you're gonna hunt like that and you're gonna rain out that many birds a dog is very nice to have oh yeah totally or else you're just scrambling around chasing birds yeah. after a fat <laughs> rain out oh yeah but yeah dude so um but yeah i mean i was what was i gonna say um for you guys out there what is your favorite type of hunting is it widgeon uh yeah i love hunting the the widgeon and 
I like hunting lessers too, like when they do it up here. I mean, I really enjoy it. Yeah. But for the most part, like you can't beat the freaking widgeon hunts we have because almost every single one is just like fucking insane. (laughs) (laughs) The way, like, just, I mean, everyone knows widgeon just give it up. Like, they're pretty stupid. So they just, (laughs) in the hole, give it up. But it's just like the sheer numbers that we have. And even being able to, like, listen for euros when you're working a widge flock and stuff because the euros make a different sound. So you can hear them. Oh, really? they're making their noise you can hear them coming in and you'll be able to like pick them out huh but yeah and like if you're listening to a witch feed you can just sit there and listen to them whistle and you can hear the euros in there no kidding huh. yeah you'd think that they'd make the same sound as just a regular widgeon but I guess not yeah it's weird they, they, they whistle different it's like pretty obvious too yeah yeah huh. but I, it's pretty cool yeah man I freaking love widgeon hunting and so do all my friends and I mean, it's like the specialty of the Northwest up here because we're probably the only place that gets them in the numbers that we do. Yeah. Like hunting feeds of 2,000 to 3,000 to 5,000 plus. It's just, it gets pretty crazy and <laughs> makes for some really good footage too. <laughs> yeah, I was just watching one of the videos that you posted about the widgeon in the snow when you guys had dive bomb up there. That's insane. Oh, yeah. yeah, that was that was pretty wild. <laughs> like, that was, yeah, that was a big flop. <laughs> I just I couldn't imagine having that many widgeon just dump right in. Yeah, and that that one was pretty mind. That was one of the cooler widgeon flocks that we've ever had because we don't get to hunt them in snow too often like that. Yeah, and we and like we had a lot of birds move out before those guys came and. We found this little pocket of wind sitting on the river, and we were hoping they would trickle out, but they they all came out at once in like a wad of like fifteen hundred to two thousand of them, and yeah, it was it was pretty amazing. And the guys were taking they got some really good pictures of it. And one of my buddies was going through old pictures of of that flock, and he found a banded one in there. And we must have like just missed it, but oh dang! You guys get a lot of banded widgeon out there. No, dude, they're super rare. Really? Like, we've killed so many wigs, and I've only been a part of shooting one wig in band. I only know a handful of guys who have them, too. Dang, do they do they have any, like, banding projects out there? Uh, they have a few, not a lot. Most of our bands will come from Alaska. Okay. And uh, Alaska and a lot of Northwest Territories bands, too. Oh, wow. So they're making the trek down. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty sweet then. Cause I mean that. Yeah, it's pretty badass. I love like seeing where birds come from and stuff like that. If you're gonna shoot a band, and they get like you see that distance, so cool. Yeah, dude, it's freaking sweet. Like, we were on a pretty dry band streak for a while, but these last this last last like three years i think we've killed at least two of them a year oh wow but i mean it's still not too common and we've got a couple buddies that just shoot a shitload of bands too so yeah i mean it's just all by luck oh exactly (laughs) exactly i mean if you have that many widgeon it's pretty i feel like it'd be pretty hard to come by every once in a while yeah it is i mean if you're gonna have a five thousand bird feed like you were saying that's that's a lot of widgeon 
and to shoot. Yeah, it's, dude, it's a shitload. <laughs> <laughs> and to shoot the one that's banded, like you got to be pretty lucky on that. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's sweet though. I mean, like, do you guys run mojos out there and stuff like that? No, so well, we're not allowed to use electronics at all. Really? So uh, we use. Uh, I mean, it does the same thing as a mojo, but it's on a pull string. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So we we'll have like two, anywhere from like two to four to five of them out, and you know, it's just like a jerk rig, but a pull string. Yeah. Wing spinner made by a. It's called a whip splash by Decoy Dancer, but. Okay. That's the thing. Like, if there's new guys hunting with us, you always got to yell, like, watch out for the string and stuff. Like, every, every, everyone in Washington will know what I'm talking about when I say that, dude. Washington, Oregon, you're like, yo, string! People tripping over it, breaking it. Uh, face planting into the water and all that kind of <laughs> yeah, stuff. Yeah, dude. It's kind I of want- a pain in the ass, but it's pretty funny. Oh, like, yeah, I hear you. I wonder why they don't allow you guys to use electronics out there. Um, I'm not sure the exact reason. A lot of guys are like pushing for it and they want they want electronics, but I mean, a lot of the the, the more hardcore hunters out in our areas and stuff, we, we don't, like I personally, I don't want them because I think they would become less effective. Yeah. But like a lot of people don't even use wing spinners out here still. And that's why they're so effective. Like, I won't hunt without one of those whip splashes out because it'll, it, like, those things make or break, like, a good hunt. Yeah. And, yeah, so I think, and I think if we went electronic, it would lower our uh, limit on ducks by a little bit and also uh, uh, it would shorten our season, too. Okay. And we have a uh, seven-duck limit in a 107-day season, so... Oh, wow. I don't really want that. I don't really want that getting messed with. <laughs> <laughs> no kidding. When does your guys' season start out there? Uh, it usually starts the second weekend of October, and then it always ends on the last weekend of January. Dang. You guys are yeah. living it up out there. Yeah, dude. So we have a we have a lot of days to hunt, and the hunt's usually pretty dang good from the start to the end. Like. Yeah like this year we had a ton of mallards come down super early so it was really good from october to you know mid-november and we had a just a shitload of ducks around then there was like a two-week lull and then it just picked right back up again yeah where do most of your guys' ducks come from in canada uh, a lot of our ducks i think they come from bc and alaska okay I'm pretty sure. I mean, someone might correct me if I'm wrong, but as far as I know, I'm pretty sure that's where a majority of our Western Washington ducks come from. Yeah, yeah, I can imagine. Yeah, that's that's a sweet um, that's a sweet season though, because I mean, we can only hunt ducks from end of September, the last weekend of September, to the first weekend of. December and then we have a two week break in there so we can't even hunt two weeks during that time. Damn. Yeah. So that kinda sucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like it's super shitty because I mean we'll have ducks here till all the way till January. And yeah. like this year we didn't get a huge push until like really after duck season came because it was not cold at all. 
Like, damn. Yeah. Yeah, that sucks. Just kind of a shitty idea. I mean, we didn't have snow, we didn't have the cold. So they were just sitting on the roosts until 10 minutes before <laughs> light, and then they'd say, fuck you, we're going to the different field. <laughs> yeah, dude, we had, a, we had a stretch, like, we had a stretch where they were night feeding here for, like, almost two weeks straight, and that was a pain in the ass. Mm-hmm. Like, we'd be like, man, where'd all our ducks go? And we'd be sitting out at the field at 5 o'clock, and here comes freaking 2,000 widgeon dumping in. They're like, <laughs> it's so annoying. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we, fuck, we pulled up to a field for the first time I've ever seen this. We pulled up to the field at, like, 4 o'clock, and we jump all the geese out of the field. And we're Seriously? Like, yeah, it was, it was the weirdest thing. We, like, we saw some geese... Or we thought we saw some geese, but we're like, yeah, like, we're probably tired. We're probably hallucinating, driving to the field, like. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, they all get up, and we're like, what the fuck? <laughs> Damn, dude, that's freaking wild. I don't think I've ever seen a goose overnight in a field. Yeah, it was the weirdest thing. Like, fucking 400 geese get up, and it's 4 o'clock in the morning. And I'm like, oh, well, might as well just go back to bed. <laughs> Yeah, no shit. <laughs> like, we sat it out, and they, they didn't get out of water. They didn't do anything. They just sat in the water all day, and that was it. That's lame. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it is. It's been a weird... It's just been a weird year. Like, the heat and not getting cold. It's just... I feel like everywhere around the United States, it's been kind of like that. From all the guys that I've talked to over the podcast, I mean... Well, I talked to a couple guys, Nebraska, they were doing the same thing, and then Arkansas and stuff like that. It's just been kind of a weird deal. Yeah. Damn. I don't know. But it's just how it is, I guess. Got to try new tactics and try to be able to kill them from there. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. But, I mean, what can you do? I feel like, do you guys run vortexes out there, too? I was watching um, the video. Okay. Occasionally, yeah, I build uh, these like full string vortexes that are really good for, you know, like super stale weather, like when the ducks get really stale and um, no wind days and stuff when you like need movement. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I've like came up with this custom, uh, custom duck vortex on this pole string you know since we can't use electronics so there's really nothing else out there like it and on the stale days it works really good on the ducks here I mean because it's something you know that they've never seen and the snow geese out here too like a lot of guys run them while they're snow while they're snow hunting and I mean it's something our snows have never seen because we're not you know we're not allowed to use them yeah everyone else runs you know the electronic vortexes and stuff so they work pretty dang good on those yeah no kidding yeah that's a sweet little invention you made there yeah, I've been working on it, I think, for like four years now. I've made like nine different prototypes and stuff. And finally got to a thing that I like. So, you know, I build them on the side and during the season and stuff. And yeah, it's pretty sweet. Yeah. yeah I got a, that's a definitely new tactic that I've never seen before. Like, yeah, definitely. Especially, especially out here. There's literally, it's like one of a kind deal. Yeah. No kidding. And... Yeah, no, that's that's awesome. I mean, do you guys use wind mojos, or is it just your uh, 
Um, pull string kind of uh, a deal. Lot, a lot of guys do, but I like the pull strings better because you have no control over them. Yeah. Like, the you no know, wind with the wind mojos, they're just pointless. So, with our pull string ones, I mean, you can run them as much as you want. Yeah. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, what's your favorite type of hunting out there to do? I mean, what's, like, your favorite environment? Do you like hunting the sheet water the best, or... Is there kind of different ways that you've tried out there? Um, I like I like hunting grass that's not sloppy with sheet water. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I don't. I like hunting in the rain, and I don't like hunting in the rain at the same time, just because <laughs> it's really annoying. But our hunts are always like lights out when it's raining, so yeah. Can't, yeah. can't really complain. I think my ideal hunt would be. You know, right before uh, we get a gnarly northeast wind here too, on like a big cold front, and the ducks can feel it coming, and that northeast wind starts ripping, and they'll start hitting the fields hard. So, I like catching up, catching the ducks in a big feed, like right before a big cold front comes through. It's usually pretty dry during that, and the hunting's like lights out, and it's pretty fun. Yeah, but we do we do really good on like overcast days too. Okay, yeah overcast and rain and yeah just kind of dark shitty gloomy days (laughs) (laughs) i feel like those are just the best uh all around too yeah get the ducks moving a little bit yeah it gets them moving a lot yeah now do you guys do you guys have like lakes out there that they roost on or what do they kind of do for you guys yeah we have like we have so much water out here that they can roost on anything we have a lot of creeks a lot of rivers and uh big gravel pit ponds and quite a few lakes that they roost on so they have all kinds of options um there's yeah there's just so many we have one lake in town that's like our main roost but i mean we'll go a little bit farther out of town and they're coming off a totally different roost so they kind of sit everywhere out here yeah they have so much water they can just sit on like we just have endless amounts of water out yeah. here <laughs> yeah no kidding like compared to compared to texas man there was like that was kind of blowing my mind that there's like zero water out there it's all just these dry fields and the geese come off these big old city like retention ponds and stuff and these cattle ponds like it was pretty crazy to see that yeah yeah that's what they were saying there's just like absolutely no water down there yeah no there's no water at all you'll drive by a little water hole and it like city park and there's like 10,000 lessers sitting on it like it's pretty crazy that's insane do you guys uh do you guys have to hunt like when you're hunting mallards compared to widgeon do you guys have like different tactics or are they kind of the same deal no we basically set up almost the exact same yeah like because like if we're hunting mallards there'll be widgeon coming in too so I mean, they decoy the same to all our kind of spread types, but yeah. When we're hunting, uh, the only thing when we're hunting widgeon, we uh, we wad our spread up like way tighter than we would like if we're hunting mallards. Okay. Just because, like, if you see widgeon feeding in the field, they're almost like touching each other. It's just like this giant black <laughs> hole of freaking birds, and the mallards mallards feed like pretty a lot more spaced out than the widgeon do. So that's probably like the only difference. Okay. Yeah, that's pretty uh, pretty neat then, because, yeah, I, 
I've never thought about that hunting woodland differently than mallards or how they feed like that. Because I, whenever we hunt mallards, it's kind of just all spread out and kind of throw your six mojos or whatever it is and just let yeah. it back. <laughs> throw your mojos out wherever you want to <laughs> Yeah, exactly. The more the merrier for us. Yeah, exactly, dude. And yeah, like our like our polstering ones. Like if you throw even one out, like it's still super effective. Like they key in on those things like crazy. Yeah. Oh, I I can imagine. I mean, everywhere. Like I feel like everywhere. If you just have some motion in there, they're gonna do it up. No matter kind of where you're hunting. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. But I mean, I'm I'm kind of with you on the. Um, electric decoys and how they kind of realize that those are electronics and kind of get smart about it because sometimes we won't even run them just because they don't work towards the end of the season or like they won't like them or something like that yeah exactly like if we had you know if we had electronics here literally everyone would be running like four or five mojos yeah. all the time so i mean they would just get so they would just get smart to them and know they're gonna get shot over them so it just not having that option for people to do i mean it just keeps the you know the hunting quality better in my opinion yeah i'm definitely with you because i mean when we're hunting out here if you drive by a spread there's going to be at least three mojos out there yeah like this is how it is because i mean you have if you can use them people are gonna yeah exactly and i bet they get real smart to that pretty dang fast mm-hmm. they were actually talking about so minnesota's dnr they did they're doing a survey right now on a bunch of new regulations and stuff like that on because we can't use mojos the first two weeks of our season and now they're talking like hey let's allow mojos for the two for for the first two weeks and then also you can hunt past 4 p.m and they got like a bunch of different random stuff and there's some good there's some bad i mean but there's there's just one that really I think is a dumb rule. They call it like the splash limit. So if you can, like if you shoot three ducks and you're like, oh shit, I'd even realize it was a pintail or something. And you shoot over your limit and then they count that as, you can count that as your splash limit. So then you can shoot more than whatever limit, but it doesn't matter because you can count it as your splash limit, which I think is stupid. Uh, what the? Yeah, I've never even heard of that in my life. Yeah, like that's pretty. That's pretty crazy. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, if you don't know how to like recognize what duck it is, like, go learn about it. It's not that hard. Yeah, exactly. It's really <laughs> easy to ID ducks. Like, it's really not hard at all. Like, I when they put that up there, I'm like, <sighs> like if you can't ID a duck, then just go look at a book or something and just spend a whole day on just IDing ducks and then you'll be like, all right, yep, perfect. We don't need a splash yeah, in exactly. it. exactly. Learn yourself on it. Yeah. Because, I mean, if you, had, if you had a guy that shoots three pintails and you can only shoot one, that's just... What's the point of a limit? Yeah, dude, exactly. That's, a, that's just bad all around. <laughs> like, that just ruins it for everybody else. Exactly. <laughs> like, I don't know what the DNR is thinking on that, and I'm sure people will vote that say, oh, yeah, that's a great idea, because 
my uh, 12-year-old son can't figure it out. And I'm like, dude, when I was 12, like, I knew every single bird. Like, it's not hard. Like, it's really not yeah, that hard. Yeah, no, it's not hard at all, man. <laughs> but I don't know. The DNR here a little bit weird on some certain things. Yeah. I don't know how they are out there for you guys, but it's just, yeah. No, it's, it's, uh, it's pretty good out here. Pretty good, yeah. Do you guys have a lot of wardens out there? We have a few. I think we have three that roll around our county. And, I mean, we, we know them. They know who we are, and we know them. So, And yeah. if we get checked, we're always legal. So there's not really too much to worry about. Yeah, exactly. I mean, we... And they're all pretty nice guys, too, so that works out good, too. Yeah. Because, I mean, I've, I've ran into the warden, like... I think once in my life in Minnesota, like there just there isn't any wardens yeah. out here. Damn. Yeah. I mean, like I'm doing everything legal, but I'm like, shouldn't there be like more guys come to check or checking out the guys <laughs> yeah, today? Exactly. Because <laughs> I know some guys that'll kind of break the laws a little bit. I'm like, you should definitely. I don't know them like personally, but I know I've seen their stuff, and I'm like, yeah, you should should watch what you post man <laughs> yeah no kidding dude a lot of people get nailed now because of the stuff they post mm-hmm. it's like man those guys are watching that they ain't stupid oh exactly yeah i mean social media now you can do everything on there uh yeah yeah i don't know how's social media been to you have you uh has that changed your game of hunting a little bit at all or not really i just kind of you know i've stayed basically the same way i just started documenting my hunts more and yeah you know taking like picking up a camera and taking more quality pictures and you know trying to kind of share and like we're doing all this like cool shit and decoying these massive blocks of widget and i was like man people need to see this shit yeah <laughs> just being able to share like what we do because i mean there's a lot of guys out there that don't have the opportunity to do it so you know they watch videos and stuff and a lot of guys think it's fucking badass so yeah. <laughs> I, know, I just i just like getting you know good content from our hunts and kind of documenting and people kind of like to like watch a lot of people just follow me to you know see what we're doing and they just like that you know we post our hunts and everything people just like to watch that stuff so it's pretty cool yeah yeah because i mean you have a pretty big follow ratio too so you can really expand it out there <laughs> Yeah, yeah. In the last like I think four years, four or five years now, my account kind of started blowing up, and all because of a a stupid ass viral video that I had like I think three years ago or something of this goose hitting me in the face, and oh. <laughs> it got it, it got like I think like two million views on all platforms and stuff, and it's still kind of I'll see it pop up every now and then. So. <laughs> Yeah, that, that's kind of what, what started it. And I had, like, some, you know, some decent content and just kind of started going from there. And just taking better pictures and better videos and stuff. And, you know, people like it. Yeah. <laughs> no kidding. That's that's hilarious. How, how did it feel after you got hit in the face? Dude, that thing freaking almost knocked me out. I, like, blacked <laughs> out for, like, 15 seconds. It gave me a bloody nose and two black eyes for, like, a week. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. It's, I'm guessing yeah, is that your that. video that you posted with the twisted tea? Yeah, with the twisted tea candy. 
the freaking snow goose like someone shot it and I didn't even see it at all and they shot it pretty steep and that thing just folded its wings like a damn torpedo and just fucking murked me in the face <laughs> and I just had like I, I wasn't even really using my GoPro much but that I guess that day I had it out and I caught it on video and I was like holy shit I think that was freaking gnarly dude uh, yeah that's pretty that's pretty intense I, I've been close to getting hit, but not, never had the pleasure to yet. Yeah, it's not fun. I don't recommend it. <laughs> it's a one and done type deal. Oh yeah, dude. Like I get, I start freaking out. Like if there's a goose coming down towards us and stuff, I'll like duck and shit. It's like, yo, watch out. <laughs> get some PTSD, you're just flashbacks. <laughs> yeah, dude, it's, fuck that. <laughs> Oh yeah, dude. That's that. I can imagine that hurt pretty good. Yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, if you're getting two black eyes, that's that's showing you. Yeah, yeah. That thing dome rocked me. Oh my god, yeah. That'd be be pretty insane. But I was. Uh, do you guys hunt any like lakes up there or anything, or rivers or? No. Like- um, if it stuff. gets, if it gets, I don't really hunt the river much, but there's a, a lot of my, a lot of my friends that I know, I mean, that I don't hunt with too often, but they'll like the ducks will hit the river like crazy. If we like freeze up like yeah. the two or three times a year that all our other water freezes and the river stays open, like the river, like people will go to the river and just like fuck some shit up and it looks pretty sweet i've never really done i've hunted the river like twice but yeah for the most part it's everyone just out hunting the fields around here and there's there's a few there's like one public lake that people hunt that's pretty good but for the most part yeah not a lot of water hunting in our area yeah do you guys have a lot of public land for people to hunt out there we have a decent amount i think uh less less than other places but they manage them pretty good so our public lands here i don't really hunt them too i don't well not really at all but yeah there's there's a lot of guys i know that hunt them and they do actually really good on them yeah yeah our our public lands out here i mean i don't hunt them i tried it once this year because we had absolutely nothing and i pulled up and there was like six trucks i'm like fuck that damn <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah that's, it gets pretty brutal dude people showing up at like two in the morning and stuff just to lock down a spot like, oh yeah i mean dude like but, it, i mean some guys just have to do it so yeah i mean for us like getting permission out here is not not hard it's just you have to go ask and i feel like a lot of guys are just for some reason just scared to talk to a farmer and say can i hunt your land yeah I don't know definitely but it makes it better hunting for us exactly dude <laughs> I'm thankful for the guys that are a little nervous to go talk to a farmer yeah and I mean some of our uh, public lands got closed down from people abusing it oh wow and uh that kind of got me a little bit worried for a little bit that would push you know some more public land hunters to go try and get private permission out here but i don't i haven't really seen a a huge uh, difference from it yet yeah yeah i hear you do you guys have quite a few waterfowl hunters out there yeah there's i mean it's like you know this time of year all the 
it's just something to do so there's quite a few hunters but i mean there's like four or five main crews in my area that roll around and you know we're all kind of friends and we keep in contact with each other so it works out pretty good yeah oh exactly for us it's like you'll have a bunch of guys hunt early season goose and then that's about it i mean really yeah like well i mean shit dude we had i wouldn't talk to 60 farmers within a two-week span of early goose and i had 52 no's from people already hunting damn yeah it was ridiculous like i i so i went down to school this year to college so i'm hunting a new area and i was like okay gotta like figure it out see where everything's at and i was just no 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 i'm like holy shit dude there's a ton of hunters down here that's insane dude (laughs) and then as the season just progressed on i mean you can get permission anywhere because i mean everyone just kind of dies off after that early season and once it hits like october everyone just kind of done with it all the older guys or whatever yeah that makes sense we have a it's kind of like that here for our september season you'll get a lot of hunters out that you know just want to hunt the september big honks and yeah then you won't you won't see them the rest of the season but yeah I mean, it's like crazy <laughs> yeah which is nice because i mean like i feel like for us it's just the guys don't want to go sit out in the cold because i mean it'll get down to fuck it'll get down to negative 10 negative 15 in november we have a good cold yeah, front. And guys, Damn. yeah, guys are just like, fuck that. I don't need to be out there. <laughs> I don't want to shoot a duck that bad. <laughs> yeah, no way. Yeah, it weeds out a lot of the, a lot of the flakes. Yeah. <laughs> Which I'm like, all right, that's my favorite time to hunt. So I'll just go kick it out there. Yeah, hell yeah, dude. But yeah, no, uh, dude, what was the deal with that pintail mallard that you shot? Oh man, that thing was awesome. That's probably one of one of the nicer ones I've seen. And uh, you know, we saw it in the field the day before, and we're like, maybe had a chance at killing it, so we just set up on it, and it came in freaking perfectly. And we dropped it, and it was even better than it looked from the binos. It's like literally your perfect pintail mallard, dude. It's got like the the pintail stripe down the back of the head, and the We've got the pintail bill with like the half and it's got like the half mallard curl half pin Jeez. and like pintail wings and dude it's it's on my wall right now i, I sent it to the taxidermist and he had like a year-long wait but i didn't give a shit because i wanted it to be nice and yeah that thing is like pristine dude it's like my trophy trophy bird that's so cool like yeah that thing's freaking awesome and we just shot a uh, euro hybrid just last weekend that my buddy cody's getting mounted and that's it's probably one of the nicest euro hybrids we see a few of them every year for glass and feeds and stuff but this one was like all stormed up with the widget green patch and like halfway down that green patch it just flipped to red yeah like a euro dude it's freaking just badass yeah oh yeah dude what kind of mount is he gonna get? Has he decided yet? Uh, he hasn't decided yet. I'm not sure, but it'll either any way he mounts it. It's just gonna be fucking awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, dude. That's that's sweet. I we don't. I haven't seen many like hybrids. Like we shot a, like a 
pretty cool mallard last year, but that's about it for I've never really I've never seen a hybrid in person like that. Yeah. Man, they're they're awesome. It's always nice to shoot something different every now and then that you don't really see too often. Yeah. Would you say that was your favorite bird, uh favorite hybrid that you've seen? Oh yeah, easily dude. Like I couldn't take, we both couldn't take our eyes off that thing, and we, it was all wet. And we brought it back home and hit with a blow dryer just to see what it looked like, all dry and stuff, and took better pictures of it. That's, it's just freaking sweet. That's awesome, dude. Yeah, because I mean that's that is a trophy bird. Like, <laughs> oh yeah, hundred percent. The chance of you shooting one of those is very slim. Oh yeah. But yeah, no, I was looking. So the cacklers that you guys shoot, those are, like, really dark. Yeah, dude, they get, like, a... Like, their breast part on them gets, like, so dark. It's some, some of them almost look, like, purple. They're, like, a bronze, and then they'll have kind of, like, a purple hint to them sometimes. And those things are really sweet, and they're tiny, too. I think I want to shoot, like, a really nice one to get mounted. I'd like to get a cackler mount, because they're just... They're just really good-looking birds. Yeah. Yeah, no, that'd be sweet. We we shoot a couple lessers here every once in a while, but, I mean, they're just fun. They're just little fireballs, like, coming just super hot and fucking just lay it into you. Oh, yeah, dude, it's, it's freaking sweet. Yeah, no, that's, that's awesome. And then how is the – did you eat the crane that you shot down in Texas? Yeah, dude, that, that was at the – final descent guide service and we went back to their lodge and they cooked it up for us and i'd never tried it before and it was just like mind-blowing there's zero gamey taste to it at all yeah like it's just it's so good yeah we uh i shot cranes for the first time this year up in minnesota there you can only shoot them like in a small section of the northwest part of the state and my buddy's up in uh bemidji up there they chase them pretty good, and they're like, "Yeah, come on up." So we didn't shot them. Oh, they are so good! Like, dude, that's sweet. They taste unbelievable. Yeah, it's pretty. It's like <laughs> I didn't really know what to expect, and I like, I, like it's not like beef, but it's like freaking good, dude. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've heard everyone talk about it. I'm like, fuck, dude, I gotta, I gotta run up there and yeah. try this. Like, and I mean, yeah. it it was a treat. I mean. And they're just so mean, too. Like, if you wing them, and then they just don't die, they are fucking mean. <laughs> For real, dude. I mean, I was, hope, I was hoping I would have got to fight one a little bit, but all the ones we shot were just, like, stone cold dead. <laughs> yeah, my, uh, so one of my buddies, his, like, really good buddy up there that they hunt with. So when we were hunting for him, he's like, all right, boys. You want to shoot him in the wing so I can go chase him down with the bat and smoke him across the head. <laughs> Good old crane fight. <laughs> oh yeah, they got like a they got a bat, like a wooden axe handle, and they mark it every time they kill a crane with it, and it's called the crane dealio. <laughs> Damn, dude, that's funny as hell. But yeah, no, it was it was a treat, dude. They like they do some karate kid type shit. Like they'll try to snap you with their legs and. Like, it's wild. Damn. Yeah, them things are mean. Yeah. And I was, I did not expect them to be that mean. I mean, I've seen, like, the guys with the, 
when they hunt with dogs, they put the goggles on them, but I didn't know they were that that aggressive. Yeah, same. Yeah, I didn't really understand the goggle thing until I was hunting out there, and they gave me the rundown on them, and I was like, holy <laughs> shit. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's that's a pretty sweet invention on keeping the dogs keeping the dog's eyes good and everything like that yeah that's freaking smart yeah because i mean you have to because it fucking poked the eyes out of the dog <laughs> yep. <laughs> it's insane but yeah i know it's it's a good time trying new things and give her hell i guess hell yeah dude how was the you finish up the scout how was that uh, it's looking pretty bad. <laughs> <laughs> it's not looking good at all. I didn't see a single bird in anything we can hunt. So oh, fuck. We, uh, we might go try uh, sea duck hunting tomorrow and our brant season opens. And I mean, I've literally never sea duck hunted in my life. And yeah. my buddy just kind of slapped together two long lines. So we might just go wing it. And I mean, if we shoot one scoter or something, I'll be hyped as hell. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. It'll be, something, it'll be something brand new to all of us, and we'll just look like a bunch of freaking <laughs> noobs out there. <laughs> oh, yeah. That might be pretty fun. So you guys have a sea duck um, season out there. Yeah. That's pretty cool, then. Is it, like, how far away is that from you guys, then? Oh, uh, we live, like, probably, like, 30 minutes off the ocean. Oh, wow. And, uh, that's where all our sea ducks are, so we're pretty close to it. And yeah, dude, Western Washington, like we have so many options. You can come out here and shoot harpies, scoters, long-tailed ducks. Yeah. Um, Brant out on the ocean, they can come inland and shoot. You know, your lessers, cacklers, snows. Maybe a few specks. Like we don't get specks at all, but there might be a flock or two hanging around, and you know, yeah. widgeon, mallards, pintails. We get all just a huge variety of stuff so we're pretty fortunate to be able to do that yeah that's awesome because yeah that's there's quite a bit of different type of hunting you can do out there yeah all kinds of different types of hunting and you know we got rivers the ocean they can do field hunts like all kinds of shit yeah yeah hunting on the ocean would be interesting that'd be yeah be definitely a different way than i've ever seen yeah, I've never done it, so we're probably going to try it out tomorrow and probably get our asses kicked, but it'll be pretty fun. <laughs> oh, exactly. It's always a good time getting out. But, yeah. Um, but, yeah, dude, do you guys hunt, like, if you're going to hunt sea ducks, um, do you, like, just sit on the bank or do you hunt them, like, right in the middle of the water? Um, Have you most decided? people, I think... Most people do it out of a boat. Yeah. Like out in the out in the sound in the middle of the water. I don't know what the depths are that people hunt. Like I don't know. I don't know anything when it comes to sea duck hunting because I've never done it. But everyone that I've seen shoots them. There's a couple guys I've seen that shoot them off the bank and stuff. But for the most part, I think it's all out of boats. Yeah. Yeah, that's sweet. And then, yeah. So when does your you saying your season ends the 31st so you got a couple weeks to finish her off here then yeah we've got like 
two and a half weeks left, and I'm already getting kind of sad about it. I always, I always hate when the season ends, dude. There's, I just get so bored, and I usually end up scouting still for like the two weeks after that, <laughs> just to kind of, just to kind of ease myself out of it. But we're planning, uh, we're planning a couple more pretty big widgeon hunts, and just kind of, kind of taking advantage of what we have left. Yeah. What's like your best time of year to hunt out there? Is it kind of like this time right now? Uh, yeah, pretty much. Like mid November is usually like there's like a week and a half in November that's like really lights out, and then basically from mid December all the way to the end of the season, it's always just really really good. Yeah. <laughs> but like if people want to come out, like we have most of our birds here by January, so and we hold quite a few birds so like if people are trying to come out to washington and stuff january is a pretty a pretty safe bet of trying to get some quality hunts out here yeah and you were saying they went the some of the snows winter up there do like a do the ducks winter up there as well or yeah there's a there's a, quite a few ducks that winter up here and you know a lot of them will migrate through too but we hold a pretty healthy amount of ducks all season long yeah yeah that's that's sweet because we yeah we get we get the push and then once it's done it's done like yeah yeah it's a lot different than us we hold we hold a ton of ducks here and we're yeah we're pretty fortunate to have that too yeah does it ever get very cold that it'll like freeze your guys's water up and stuff like that yeah only a handful of times a year it'll get like down to front like 20 15 20 degrees and literally just lock everything up and wow. a lot of a lot of birds will migrate out but then as soon as it warms back up i mean we have a lot of birds back so yeah works out pretty good yeah i can imagine because yeah like when it freezes for us and once they start hopping on the river it's only a matter of time before they're off and gone and yeah never to be seen again damn yeah that's like that's my favorite time to hunt them out there is i'd like to go chase them out on the river one of these days and see see what it's like because it gets good it gets crazy when they go out there yeah but that gets wild yeah a lot of mallards and a lot of big geese hell yeah <laughs> a few black ducks here and there like it's fucking sweet that's badass yeah no what's like the most unique bird that you guys see out there that you don't ever really see um it's kind of just generic out here i bet our most unique bird in the pacific northwest is the your asian widgeons yeah like they're they're like we see uh, like i see a new one almost every single day in every witch feed but that's kind of our our rare bird up here is the euros yeah yeah that's sweet dude but yeah dude i i don't want to take up too much more of your time um but is there anything you kind of want to go over before we wrap things up here? Um, no, we didn't. No, I think we covered, we covered a lot of stuff. I don't, I don't really have too much left. Yeah, we, we crushed it today. There was a lot, of, a lot of good waterfall talk in there. Hell yeah. I just, if anyone wants to see a couple more badass widgeon hunts, I guess, you know, head over to my Instagram and we should have some pretty good stuff coming. And I think that's about it. I appreciate it, brother. Go uh go shoot him up on the ocean tomorrow. 
<laughs> Hell yeah. We're going to need all the luck we can get, dude. Like I said, I'll be hyped if we shoot like one scoter. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Well, that's awesome, dude. Well, yeah, I'll, uh, I appreciate it and I'll talk to you soon. Perfect. Sounds good, man. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, you have a good one. You too. See ya. Later. And that wraps things up today for episode 27 of Living the Guide Life. It was really cool to talk to Matt about, you know, how they set those widgeon spreads. A little bit tighter than uh, you would a mallard or goose spread just because how they've watched them feed in the past and, you know, kind of use that tactic as uh, be most realistic as possible. And to chat about the hunting with some of the dive bomb guys and what they've been doing together and shooting a lot of birds together and talked about Matt's time in Texas and it's just really cool to see how they uh, hunt their ducks and geese up in the Pacific Northwest up in in Western Washington and I hope Matt went out and shot him up on uh, the sea and hopefully they shot a few scooters or brants or whatever it was and hope you enjoyed it so I hope you guys uh, have a good one and stay safe.